And here we go. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody to the Digivox podcast. Our guest today is a portrait and street photographer from Fukuoka, Japan. Hajimemashite. Watashimonamai wa tomo desu. Hajimemashite. Look at you with your Japanese. Yeah, dude. That's, that's all Very I know. Nice. That's all Japanese I know. <laughs> Tell, let, let me check your pronunciation one more time. Now you're on the spot. Now you got to do it one more oh. time. He has been making videos about photography on YouTube since 2018 and is the founder of the Fukuoka Street Photography Collective. I'm glad to welcome Alex on Streets. Thank you very much, Tom. Good oh. to be here with you. Very happy. I'm always uh, loving to talk about everything, street photography, photography in general, YouTube, everything. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Let Thank me just uh, flip this, boom. Because uh, Bella pointed out that I should be facing you in the stream and not outside the stream. So <laughs> there you go. Thank oh, yeah, you, Bella. For sure. Thank you, Bella, for that. What's up, uh, Bello? What's up, Bello? Oh, yeah, Bello's here. Here comes the hand. Oh, no, no. Uh, don't do the hand thing. Don't do the hand thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bello did it in his last video. Come on. You can't, you can't do yeah, that stuff. I, I saw that. He, he interrupted Taro for doing the Bro. hand thing, and then he did it instead. Like, yeah. biggest betrayals gonna, of 2020. Yeah. The, it's like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters. Like, never. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> I have no idea. I've yeah. never watched it. <laughs> You never seen Ghostbusters? No. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, you know, with the proton packs, they shoot the ghosts, right? Okay. And it's it's they shoot shoot a beam out, and it traps the ghost. But it's like it's like a tiny nuclear, like proton pack, is what it's called. Okay. And if if you shoot them next to each other, and the two beams come together, it's supposed to cause this like huge explosion that um, rips apart the entire universe. Oh, uh, and and also the ghosts so, with yeah. that. I guess. Yes. It busts yes, the yes. ghost. At you that gotta moment. watch Ghostbusters, man. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> this, I guess. <laughs> Minus point, man. Minus point to Griffin Yes, Thor, well, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I also wanted to point out, uh, by the way, that you're. Um, we have three episodes now. This is the third episode of the Digivox podcast. And first we've had yes. Alexander. Then we've had oh. Alexandre. And now what? we have Alex. <laughs> Wow, wow. Are so, they all in their 30s too? It's a real like 80s. No, thing, no, right? they're not. <laughs> they're in their 20s, the other ones. In their 20s? Mi oh, mid 20s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like it's a real 80s name. I think I think uh there was a TV show especially in America, there's a TV show called um Family Ties with Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future and his name was Alex P. Keaton. And I think after that sitcom then Alex became a super popular name in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, yes. Um, but yes, third Alex. So we need to find basically a fourth Alex. So if anyone knows a fourth <laughs> Alex for me to talk to, please welcome all the Alexes and send them send them oh. over my way. <laughs> Alex actually has someone. I know. I know an Alec. An Alec. Okay. That can work. Yes. He's also a photographer, a street photographer in my club, Fukuoka uh, Street Photography Collective. Yeah. And uh, he has a website, a photography website. He does a lot of uh, gear reviews and things like that. And um, like half of what I say in my in my reviews are like based off of what he said <laughs> on his website because right. you know he's my friend and 
you know, uh, we share a lot of the same opinions. So okay. I, I got you somebody if you really want a, another Alex. Sounds good. Sounds good. S- send them over to Alex. me. Send them over to me. <laughs> All, All right, the Alex. Good, Alex. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Third Alex on the podcast. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you about obviously your uh, main uh, field, I guess, which would be street photography. Is that correct? I'm saying that. Yeah, man. I mean, I I do portraits, and I mean, I've I'm. It's not that I'm not passionate about doing por- uh, portraits, but it's just that I'm more passionate about street photography. You know, naturally, yeah. um, it's so much more dynamic, right? Um, the possibilities are almost endless, right? Whereas with portraits, it's all very kind of you know halfway calculated, and you know, there's not real much mystery. If you're a good portrait photographer, then you know you try to set up your shots in advance and you shut up your equipment and your lighting yeah. and things like that. So yeah, it's just street photography is so dynamic. Uh, I like doing portraits. I do portraits. Uh, that's kind of my moneymaker as my second job. And um, yeah, then street photography as my hobby slash future escape route from English teaching in Japan. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you're doing right over there in English teaching, right? That's yeah, your main job. I'm an English teacher. Yeah, that's right. I'm an English teacher Monday through Fridays. Um, usually I can cut out of work early if I finish all my classes and I get all my lesson plans done and I have everything done, then I can go out, I can do, you know, some portrait gig or I can go out and do street photography. And then on the weekends I have weekends off. So uh, yeah, I like I like being able to teach English here because it does give me some freedom. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the teaching of English itself can get a little bit monotonous and yeah. a little bit, you know, same shit, different day. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, by the way, can we cuss on this podcast? Can I say naughty words? Yeah, sure. You can you can say whatever. You can say whatever <laughs> as far okay. as I'm concerned. Like, don't don't cool. over the top, but <laughs> All right, you can yeah, say yeah, fucking yeah. shit. I, I, didn't give a, I didn't give a shit. Okay, cool. All the standard, like, standard, stuff that's in standard bullshit. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so um, can you also do the other way around? Could, would you would you be able to teach someone Japanese from English? Um, because that would be interesting to I, me. Because I, I want to learn never Japanese. Done that before. <laughs> I I could certainly do it. I can I, I certainly do it. I mean, like whenever I have friends that come visit me here in Japan and they don't speak any Japanese, then they'll be asking me like, "Oh, how do I say this? How do I do this? How do I, you know?" And I'll I'll teach them and I'll say you know I'll correct their pronunciation and things like that. So. So technically, I do with my friends already. Sure. Yeah. So you already said my pronunciation was perfect. So I mean, I'm on a, <laughs> I'm on a good track. I'm on a good track already. It's good, man. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Just stay humble. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's the only two Japan, sentences I know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in compared to like Americans, where Americans we all we all think we're like amazing at everything that yeah. we start, you know, for like a day, and we're like, ah, oh, we're fantastic. In Japan, it's all about being humble. And sure. people tell me, oh, your Japanese is so great every day. Like, Japanese is so great. It's so great. And it's really psychologically, like, tiring because I know my Japanese is shit. Like, don't tell me my <laughs> Japanese is, is good. You're just trying to be nice. Well, and, I guess, I guess it's, yeah. it's good for, for, uh, uh, how do you call that in Japan, in Japan, um, in Japan, um, like, a, <laughs> a an, an outsider, I guess, uh, uh, yeah, what do you call gaijin. it again? Yeah, that's kind of like yeah. a derogatory term, right? For people who aren't really well, from Japan originally. I think some people take it derogatory. 
you know, I mean, it's like saying the N word with the A. At the really? <laughs> no, you can't say that I on mean, Twitch. Like, you can't say I that mean, on Twitch. It's kind of like a false equivalency, but I mean, like, Gaijin, I don't get offended by that. Like, if somebody wants to say, like, hey, uh, Gaijin, well, the, the correct way to say it is Gai Kokujin. Uh, that's the long form version. Okay. And if you say Gaijin, it is a little bit like informal, a little bit too casual. Sure. If you want to be polite, you would say you would call someone a guy Kokujin. Sure. Yeah. You okay. Know? That's just like somebody who's a foreigner, basically. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. And Gaijin is kind of like, uh, if someone yells that at you on the street, it would be kind of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, about your photography stuff, uh, what I was wondering, um, which is also always an interesting thing because everybody does it for a different reason, right? Why do you do street photography? What's, why do you do it? I, I love this question. I love this question. It's just so, it's so open-ended, isn't it? But it's so, it's so, it's so specific, I think, to everyone that, that is asked exactly. that or that has to answer that, right? I mean, like, I think everybody has their own particular reason why they do street photography. Um, I would say that, um, these days, especially, I think, I think when I first started doing street photography, I would say like, oh, um, I just want to take cool shots, you know? Um, I think, I think that's, that's how I first approached it. But, um, you know, like as, as you start doing it, I think you start to learn more and more reasons why you like to do it. And these days, I really am convinced that I, I do street photography because I have a respect for the people in the city that I'm in. Um, and I want to show that respect by documenting it, you know, for the future, for myself, for my own, you know, personal um, documenting, but for the city too as well. And um, I think especially when it comes to Japan, I think that Fukuoka, my city, is not documented well enough. Um, I, we don't have that. I have. I say I, I'm doing the Fukuoka Street Collective, you know, club now, right? And I am on the search for street photographers here in my city um, all the time. And uh, still, I I want to meet more street photographers here, but I can't find so many. And so it kind of gives me even more reason that I should be out there. It gives me more legitimacy in my reasoning, like I'm out here to pay my respects to the city and to cover it, document it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sure. the main reason. You're right. And so it, it's, it's more of a, um, so it, your focus is basically on the documentation of, of the city in current times. Uh, and that's also yeah. why you, why you set up the collective to, to find more or, or to, to kind of spark something in the in Fukuoka uh, to get more street photography there because I feel like that often in, in, in my city as well where it just in Belgium in general street photography there are some but there are it's it's yeah. not that many people who are, who are actually doing it so um, you know as you're doing you're starting something yourself so you kind of you're kind of sparking that initial spark that can grow into something to into something bigger right and that's that's always nice to see someone taking that initiative uh, is that just an impulse that you naturally had, or is it, it basically came from the fact that you didn't see that many street photographers in, in Fukuoka, right? Yeah, I mean, I I um, <coughs> I always was out um, doing a little bit of street photography here and there, but as time went on, I felt 
that sense of kind of loneliness that, and wow, am I really the only one out here? And, um, and I, I even told that to, to, to Samuel, to, to Lintaro when he was out here with me and we did that video together here. And, and um, he was, he's asking me like, so what other street photographers do you know out here? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know any. And I, I feel like I'm the only one out here. I know there's more, but I feel like there's, I'm the only one out here. So yeah, I kind of, that feeling of loneliness was also kind of a feeling of like, you know, maybe I, I, I better be out here. I, I better be the one covering my city, you know? Yeah, sure. Have a sense of responsibility almost, really. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there weren't that many uh, people doing it. So, yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that that sense of initiative that you have because mm -hmm. not a lot of people have that, obviously, to be like, okay, I'm going to, it's it's not, most people would just be like, okay, it's not, it's not a thing. So, yeah, whatever, you know, but you're, mm -hmm. you kind of want to spark something and, and spark a community in there. So, I love that. I, I just absolutely respect and, and love that initiative that you have. Cool. For, and the Thanks, passion man. that you have for for it, obviously. Um, so, an, a kind of follow up question from that um, is for so for, it's kind of a hard question to answer, but um, but everybody again has a different answer to this, and that is how do you define street photography, and do you think it should be defined in some way? Uh, I, I think Sean Tucker uh, Sean Tucker made a video on this recently. You probably saw it uh, about just defining and kind of. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I think I saw the video. I think I've seen it. And I think um, even when Lintaro did the video with Sam too as well, then they were talking about, he was talking about himself as like, I don't, he doesn't view himself as a street photographer. But I think he was saying that because all the time he's getting criticism, people telling him, oh, you're not a real street photographer, which I think is totally unfair. Of course, he's a street photographer. You know, it's. Who are these people that, tell, that, that are saying that Sean Tucker is not a street photographer? This is so strange. <laughs> no idea. It's so strange to me. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Sean Tucker has his own genre and then there's different kinds of styles and things like that. Um, I think that street photography is defined by the word itself. Photography right. on the street. And... Uh, you know, there's different styles and genres and things like that, too. Um, I think there is lines to be drawn, of course. Um, if you're doing something that's uh, really strictly a, a portrait that has been planned out in advance uh, and not somebody random on the street, um, then that, of course, is just a portrait on the street. And then, of course, then there's like asking somebody on the street. And then you would say it's like a street portrait. I don't know if you get what I mean. Yeah, you know? sure. Like, so you're portrait saying... on the street, street portrait, you know, okay. asking someone who you don't know versus asking someone that you do or having somebody that you do know. Um, I would say that, the, okay, the most pure, of course, uh, definition for me of street photography would be candid, candid street photography. Uh, some people would say, oh, no, you can't look into the camera's lens. You can't have people looking at the camera's lens. Um, I don't agree with that. I think that um someone looking into the camera the lens of the camera is is powerful um uh, you know sometimes those those images are you know really important that you should capture and and uh, i think it, you're limiting yourself and you're, you're limiting um the genre if you if you tell people that um somebody can't be looking into the lens you know no, that's i haven't heard that one you. i haven't heard yeah 
Uh, just a people couple looking times into I've the lens, not being street photography. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> or not, not candid, not really candid enough. Well, it is. Like, of course, it is. Of course, if if someone think, spots yeah, you, like I've, I've taken a portrait before yeah. or a, a street photo before. Um, it's been it's been a long time, but um, it was basically someone coming out of an escalator, but he couldn't see me standing there. I was like basically like next to the escalator and next to the escalator was kind of like a, well, I guess here's the escalator is going up the escalator. And I was like next to it, but you can't, you, you couldn't see me on top of the escalator when he was coming up. Yeah. And there, there is kind of, because it was obstructed by a screen showing the train times basically. Right. Bec yeah. And that was kind of reflective. So basically he came up the staircase and I was there snapping a picture of him and his reflection in the screen. And he just looked at me because the first thing you do when you come up an escalator where you can't see anything, you just look around, right? So he just looks right. at me, looks straight into the lens. So I have him looking straight into the lens with a very genuine expression, just nothing, yeah. you know, nothing posed or not even influenced by my being there. Um, right. he was, it was just, it was just a glance, you know, it was, just, it was yeah. very pure like he was. Uh, and I yeah. got him and the reflection, so I got the kind of aesthetics there as well. <laughs> so it was, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was looking into the lens, and that was like a, a moment that just happened in, you know, half a second, and that was it. So, uh, and and then he moved on, and we didn't really talk or anything. You're just like oh, whatever. Um, so that that for me is also a street photo, but he is looking into the lens. So, <laughs> you know? yeah, I love that stuff. I mean, that's 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 awesome. That's perfect, and. Um, yeah. Well, what, well, say, what if he gave you the peace sign? Then how would you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've chatted about this before a little about, bit. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah, peace right. sign. That, that's kind of how... What if he gave you the peace sign? Then? Yeah, that, that goes into how people react, enough? right? In, yeah. as, as well in yeah. Japan. Because you, you've been talking about the whole time, uh, well, the whole time, you've been talking about a lot, that people in Japan, when they see you taking a picture of them, they put up the, the peace sign. because And, and it's really universal as well right it's it's everybody it yeah. kind of does that uh yeah. but i mean Japan, that's, that's, that. that's already a reaction to my being there uh you know but i wouldn't say it's not street photography if it's a good photo that's a different story to me but you're still if you're in the street it's it's not like you're not part of the street you know you're you are there you know it's it's still a street photo whether whether they react yes. to you or not so to me it's still a street photo it can yes, be yes, a good yes, photo yes. uh yeah, but yeah, yeah. if if all your photos are people doing peace signs and uh, i mean it, yeah. <laughs> i can imagine it getting kind of old but i mean I, I can i can see that there's a possibility to still get a good photo in that context you know if there's a nice yeah. juxtaposition with something else you know uh, or something I, I don't know it it doesn't exclude yeah the possibility of it being a good street photograph <laughs> but yeah. so to me it's not important whether they react or not but i i would say that it might be more powerful sometimes if it's just a spontaneous reaction as they are and not their posing face or posing persona because that's what people set up right yeah i i i myself uh would prefer people to give me the middle finger you know like I would, I think a lot of people in Western countries, they're getting the middle finger all the time. And I'm just jealous of you guys getting all your middle fingers, like share some for me. Come on. <laughs> I, mean, I really, I, I legitimately want a middle finger. Like I haven't had one in such a long time and 
it's and whenever I get it here, it's always sarcastic. It's always like, oh, you know, like <laughs> I want the real. Hey, you can't do that. Like, you pissed off at me. You can't do that. On the oh, I can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, can't you do, can't. Oh, sorry, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so yeah, like I, uh, being in Japan, uh, people are uh, like really kind of happy-go-lucky sometimes, or super shy. And uh, the emotion that I don't get as much that I wish I could get is a little bit more anger. I get kind of like the suspicious looks, you know, like what's this guy doing? Yeah, what's sure. Doing? But I want the kind of like, hey, you know, don't take my picture. <laughs> Bruce Gildenstein. I, I don't. I don't get that here. I don't get that. You know? I, I guess you have to go to the US or something. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I do. I mean, like when I when I okay, when I I go back home to California. I go back home. San Diego, LA, and I do street photography there as well sometimes. But mm -hmm. um, but I then I then I be careful. <laughs> I change. I switch up my style a bit. Okay, so yeah. what's the difference there? What's the difference between doing it in Japan and doing it in the US? What are some of the differences? I well, I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, I don't get shot or like stabbed <laughs> or killed. In the US, you get shot. You got shot before? Yeah. I mean, like, no, I don't get shot. But I mean, like somebody might have a gun right i mean like sure there's, there's crazy there's crazy people in america i'm sorry like, i'm american but we got crazy people out there man. yeah um uh, i mean so uh, how's your I, approach I think, differ uh i would say that i i definitely am gonna if i take a picture of somebody and they definitely know that i took a picture of them i'm definitely gonna show them immediately be like hey look look at look at my camera, look at the picture. Do you like the picture? Is it cool? You don't like the picture? No, I'm okay, good, on my way. Um, whereas in Japan, like, I don't care, you know, about you, moving on. <laughs> well, that's not true, that's not true. Yeah, sure, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I know what you mean, but I'm, do, I'm happy -go -lucky here, do, you mean, do you mean that people in the US, when they notice you taking a photo, they instantly approach you? Or, or how, how is um, that? You know, I would say uh, no, uh, not not really, not really. Um, I, you know, to be honest, I most of my street photography, like real street photography experience here, is here in Japan. So whenever I do go back home to America, I feel like I'm leveling up. You know, I'm getting I'm getting back into grounds that are going to challenge me, and um, you know, any other kind of Western countries too. Like I went to Spain. Uh, a couple of years ago and i tried to do street photography over there a little bit and yeah i get that that kind of the vibe that i need to i need to level up my uh incognito-ness and everything yeah because yeah. in japan people are, are really ob oblivious too they really um kind of get tunnel vision here and they really kind of like they're in their own lane and mm -hmm. i would compare it to probably new york city too as well um they kind of, uh, yeah, they're really just like oblivious people sometimes. Mm -hmm. In America, we're always looking around our backs and like somebody watching me, somebody gonna steal my shit. So, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. But I guess it, I guess it's also like a cultural thing, right? Because uh, I've never been in Japan, uh, but you know, I've watched mm -hmm. documentaries and stuff. Um, but I, I've noticed that uh, I guess maybe a reason for that might be that um, uh, people's jobs in Japan are like the top of the importance chain i guess 
or or, or yes. at least very high. So I guess when they're yeah. on the street, often they would be going towards their job. They don't want to be late. They don't want to miss their train because that's yeah, like yeah. the worst thing that can happen to them, right? Maybe that's a yeah. possible explanation for it, or am I thinking that's too true. narrowly? No, I think it's absolutely true, especially certain times of the day and things like that too as well. Um, but, uh, you know, even on the weekends, people just out having fun. Um, you'd be surprised how uh, how much you can get away with here um, you know, compared to America. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Stanislav Anakin is saying in the chat, go take a walk at night in the Ginza area. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. What yeah. does he mean by that? Ginza, uh, Ginza is an area of Tokyo. And um, it's a, yeah, it's a really good, it's a really good area to take uh, street photos, street photography. I uh, personally enjoy uh, Shinjuku. Shinjuku, yeah. I do enjoy Shinjuku. Uh, but there's a lot of um, hustlers there, that people that are, are going to yeah. hassle you, especially mm -hmm. foreigner foreigners there yep. that are hustling to get you into uh, Kabukicho, which is like the red light district kind of area, which is an awesome place to take street photos. But then you get um, the people hustling you to like come in their club and like check out the girls or whatever. Yeah. And that is annoying as shit. I've, and I've actually, I got a story about that too. But should I tell it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> right. So I went into Kabukicho with one of my friends actually. And, um, and I was, it was like my second night of being in there and, um, and I was getting hassled like all the time. Like, I don't know what it is. I have a very like, like hassle me kind of face about me or something <laughs> because like every street I was on, I was getting harassed by like, you know, African foreigners, like trying to you know get me into their club and stuff like that. You know, like that's just the truth, you know? And and it's like, I was so tired of it. On the second night, I told one of them, just F off, man, fuck off, you know? And he got really mad and he got in my face and he's like, you don't tell me to, to fuck off or I'm going to go get the Yakuza and they're going to fuck you up, you know? And, Jesus Christ. and uh, yeah, I was getting in my face and like other, other guys were like starting to surround me in the area and stuff. And, and uh, normally I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get like that ticked off, but you know, it's just aggravated over and over again, right? So, yeah, sure. After the fiftieth time, so, you kind of have enough of it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and so I told him, like, you know, I'm, I leveled with him too. I'm, I'm, I was like, I, I wasn't just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I, I leveled with him, like, hey, look, man, you guys have been hassling me all the time. I'm sick and tired of it. Like, stop, stop talking to me, please. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I'm very sorry. You're, I know you're doing your job out here. I know this is the only thing you can do. Stop talking <laughs> to me, okay? Spread the word. And I told him, you know? And, and he's just like, all right, I get it. Cool. Because I, th I think they have some sense of, you know, um, heart about what they're doing. What is, they're doing. You know, yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen like a documentary about this. Well, there, there's basically this um, uh, series. It's, it's from Holland. Um, uh, and uh, it's a guy that basically... Let's himself get scammed in other countries. So he goes to other countries and he, oh. he, he has a story about someone getting scammed in a certain country. And basically he, he goes to the exact same places that that person went to try to get scammed himself <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's an awesome I program. I saw, no, I saw another one of like this where he's got a fake phone. 
and the phone shocks you like the iPhone <laughs> and the bottom yet. button. Yeah. And when you press the button, it gives you a small <laughs> electrical shock. And uh, yeah, he bought it online. It's like a prank phone or something like that. He wanted somebody to steal the phone. And it was in, I think, France or Italy. And, um, and nobody was stealing his phone. He was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so basically in, in, in the program, uh, he went to, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the red light district there. What is it called again? Uh, in, oh, in, in, in Tokyo. In Tokyo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kabukicho. Yeah. Kabukicho. So he went into yeah. Kabukicho and, uh, he basically also got hassled by people and he joined them and basically, um, there are some places that just take you in there uh, and then you have to go into an elevator. There's no stairs. You have to go into an elevator. You have to go upstairs and instantly you're in the club. There's nobody there. Uh, the music yeah. starts playing for him because the music is off. And yeah. then he comes in, the music starts playing. And then suddenly yeah. there's girls coming up to him and trying to get him to uh-huh. go to the back room and, and, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, and, and uh, yeah, yeah. they're, they're um, ordering drinks on his tab, yeah. uh, which are outrageously <laughs> expensive, like 50 euros yeah. for like a some alcoholic cocktail and there's nothing even in it because he tastes he tastes yeah. it and he's like there's nothing in there is there <laughs> yeah, man. and and stuff like that and and there was even like another guy with him and in one of them uh and there was another guy with him and he was trying to save him because because he already had to give his father's credit card and stuff he was like completely getting milked in there in in one of those places and he tried to save him and they got like really aggressive he was like come on get mad we have to leave here and they got super aggressive so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just crazy. <laughs> like yeah, those places yeah. are, are, man. We, we have in Fukuoka where I was just l- there last night, actually. Um, I was there last night shooting my next video for uh, my next major video for one of my lens reviews. Uh, we have that kind of like, like a kind of like a mini Kabukicho here, but we don't have the problem with foreigners hassling you on the street oh, and stuff because our city sets up uh, laws that you can't um, harass people on the street. You can't like uh, solicit people mm-hmm. on the street. But they have they that have there to too. To you. They have that there too, right? Uh-huh. Because there are signs on the street that say, don't stop people. There are like massive signs yeah. and even called yeah, police yeah. to him yeah. after the incident. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. hey, look, there's this sign. You got that right. guy being aggressive, taking people in there, milking them completely. And police, they, they were basically scared. It looked like they were afraid. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of corruption in, in that area. <laughs> yeah, that's so, crazy, yeah. man. Crazy to see. Yeah, so, it, is. so you, it is, it is. To, to, to take it back to photography, uh, mm. you, you've been there to do photography in that area? Oh, in Kabukicho? Yeah. Yes. So, yes, and that's yes. fine over there? Because I imagine it's like red light district. It's not always appreciated that people take pictures there. Or is it a different approach careful. there as well? Yeah, man. You got to be really careful. Got to be really careful. But I mean, if you shoot there all the time and and you, you know, you learn what to do and what not to do and who to take pictures of and who not, you know, you're going to, you know, be much better. I think a lot of the people that live in Tokyo are really great at it. Um, but me, yeah, like you have to be, I had to be really cautious and, and um, I think it's really apparent. I mean, like you don't want to shoot the people that are dressed up super, super nice, you know, in yeah. nice suits, flashy suits and things like that. You know? <laughs> um, so you focus on the people that are on the street that are just walking through, passing through. Um, and so uh, I have on my Instagram some, some shots from that area. 
and yeah, it's mostly people that are walking through there. It's not the people that are working mm-hmm. in any of the the clubs or stuff like that. They're outside soliciting. So, so, so that's that's a good tip. Not really a pro tip, but a, yeah, a yeah, tip for sure, anyone. sure, sure. <laughs> so do you yeah. do you um is is it for you important that in a street photo there is a person in it, or do you think street photo without a person is also totally fine? I think. Yes, I think that having a person in the photo is very important for me. Um, I, I like to photograph the people in the city. Um, I like to focus on people. And, um, you know, uh, recently with the quarantine and everything, I, I did go outside and I did shoot, you know, uh, my neighborhood and things like that and get real kind of like the detailed photos and focus on the lighting. And I did I did all that stuff and it's really fun. And I, I still do that regardless if we're in quarantine or not. But uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely missed shooting the people. And I, I think there's, you know, just like so much thrill out of it, right? It's like fishing, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, oh, I got a big fish. You know, I got somebody <laughs> got a big doing fish. something really fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah, it's like fishing or hunting, you know, less less threatening than hunting, but fishing, you know? And, yeah. and it's like, um, you know, uh, you're trying to catch the big fish, right? the person dancing in the street, you know, um, doing something fun, funny, you know? Um, and so that, that's why I like the nighttime a lot because then people are more relaxed and having fun and stuff too. Yeah, sure. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you, you mentioned hunting and fishing, which yeah. are kind of like terms within the street photography space, right? It's kind of, uh, so yeah. are you, are you more of a hunter so in the sense that you uh, walk around constantly to find a person, a specific person, or are you more of a fisher in the sense that you find a nice architecture background and just have a person walk through it that happens to be interesting? Is the people, mm. I, I get the sense of you that you're more of a hunter maybe because you have a focus more on the people rather than oh. their environment or, or yeah. does it depend? Well, it it is it does depend and it's, it's day by day but i would say that it depends also on what camera i'm using and you know a lot of people say that uh you know in, in general like oh gear doesn't matter and matters is the photo and things like that um oh well, you know of course that's true and it's not true um for example i just got the Ricoh gr3 and um and I don't know what it is about it, but now that I have that camera and it's so lightweight and so just like maneuverable, right? I'm getting the closest I've ever gotten to people. Like I, I've never gotten so close, like from, from here to where the camera is, like right there. I mean, like that's how close I was getting with that camera. And when I use my X100F, I mean, you think it wouldn't be that big of a difference, but psychologically it did something for me it, it kind of just freed up some kind of mental space. I think it's because I like to use the EVF a lot. And if I'm using the EVF, then maybe I, I try to keep my distance a little bit more. But when I was relying on the display, I was getting in really close with people and it allowed me to be really mobile. And it allowed me to just kind of walk and shoot a lot faster and allowed me to be a little bit more casual in my approach. And so, um, yeah, so if I'm using the GR3, then I, 
I hardly ever am stopping now and, and kind of uh, camping or uh, fishing, right? I'm more hunting. I'm more <laughs> like going up and trying to find, make the composition while moving and try to layer with right. it, you know? And, um, but if I'm using like my X Pro 3, where the rear display is hidden and I got like a 50 mil equivalent lens on, then I'm going to be doing a little bit more camping and finding a nice scene, some nice lighting, and then going from there. Hmm. So it's, it's interesting yeah. how your entire approach kind of shifts based on what's in your hands, right? When, when you have the yeah. X-Pro 3 year mower, it, it's interesting what you're saying with the EVF, because obviously then, yeah. I mean, if you, can, you can put your camera like that, but if, if you put your face in the same spot, it's already a lot more intimidating <laughs> for that person, I guess, even if you're yeah, just doing I that. Think that's the thing, yeah. It's just your face it's isn't like, as close. <laughs> yeah, if I get my face and like, yeah, I don't want to be like, oh, is this guy coming in for a kiss? <laughs> you know, like, but you can just like snap a quick photo and especially with the snap focus feature. Yeah. Just be like, Chip. yeah. Got it. I'm still trying to get better at that camera. I just got that camera and I just only shot out with it for one day but it was like a total eye-opening experience for me and i was like why why the hell am i feeling like i can get so close to people and yeah it it really was fun it was really cool yeah you're really selling that thing now <laughs> this stream is yeah, not man. sponsored by what Rico. can i say i'm a i'm a gear whore you know what can i say man <laughs> I, I think a, I think a lot of people don't like to admit that they like gear, and oh. it's fun to like gear. You know, like I, I love gear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Okay, good, good, good. Gear is I'm in good hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely yeah. like. I probably started out liking photography, um, because I liked the the gear at first, and then I was like, "What I'm going to yeah. do with it now?" <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like, all right, cool. It's got IBIS and 8K, 60 yeah. and all right. What am I going to shoot? Now what do I do? Oh, let's <laughs> let's head on the street. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was Absolutely. basically how it went. No, actually, how I started with uh, was by watching uh, the X100F review uh, from Samuel. <laughs> That's how I started my street yeah. photography stuff. Oh, because cool, that kind of cool, introduced man. me to street photography because I didn't really know it as a genre. Uh, because I was looking yeah. for a new camera. I was looking at the X100F, and then I was like, mm. okay, and I'm going to watch a review about it. This camera looks good. Let's watch a review. And there, there was Samuel doing it for street photography. I was like, street photography? I, did, I didn't even know what it was. And that kind of introduced yeah. me to it, and that's how I started mm. buying that camera. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to post a photo on Instagram every day. And I did that for about a year. Um, and that's how it all began for me. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people, um, I think, yeah, uh, the, the influencer thing is real. Like people that can influence you uh, in, into buying something or doing something, you know, it's, it's a very real thing. And um, I think the person that influenced me the most into doing street photography was Zach Arias. I don't know. And uh, Zach Arias uh, was doing a lot of, you know, promotional ads for Fujifilm when the X-Pro1 was coming out. And uh, that was also the time I was looking for a new camera and everything and, and thinking about all the different ones. And, and like Fujifilm really set themselves apart as being like this, you know, street photographer's camera. Yeah, that's true. And, like I always had like a general idea of what street photography was, but it wasn't until I started seeing Zach Arias on the street 
and how he does candid and and uh, street portraits as well that i was like man this is awesome this guy's this guy's just going for it and like maybe i can do that i got a downtown i got a downtown san diego over here sure nobody's gonna stab me too much over there maybe i can do that yeah that's exactly exactly uh so Uh, you mentioned zach arias is he's called yeah okay yeah do you have some other photographers that you would say these guys are some people that really influenced me except lintero we've given him enough shout outs (laughs) (laughs) yeah man yeah 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 absolutely (laughs) um okay uh let's see let's see let's see um i would say that uh to be honest i'm still learning about all of the the great photographers out there um the um you know all of the, the the classic people out there but i would say that um also gear related and and i feel so guilty saying it you know that it has to be so gear related but uh kai kai wong kai man wong from digital rev and yes. uh he you know his youtube channel uh with uh with digital rev you know reviewing different cameras and gear he's out on the streets of hong kong and doing street photography that was also a big influence for me too as well you know how he can just go up to these people pushing carts and they're they're busy and they're doing their own thing and he can just totally take advantage of the situation and take pictures of people you know doing their own thing in the city and that was also kind of a real big influence on me um yeah. his his uh also his fun his fun nature on the street he's kind of just like i'm just i'm just here i'm joking around it's not that serious you don't have to be you know an artist all the time you can just be out having fun too as well and and that's okay and so i kind of felt like that kind of unstuffiness that unseriousness about him made me feel like uh, it's a little bit more welcoming it's like you don't have to be such an amazing photographer to go out and do street photography. You don't have to have like this huge portfolio before you feel some sense of legitimacy on the street and you can just be out, you know, taking the piss, right? Yeah, that's true. Like I, I think it, it's the same for me. Before I knew about street photography, I was watching Kai because yeah. like I, I loved the gear <laughs> and I bought this uh, 700D, this Canon 700D that I have. Uh, and he mm-hmm. was comparing it to the 650D, which was like kind of the pre- predecessor. Yeah. And the, the biggest differences were basically that the one had uh, a twiddly knob that would turn completely 360 degrees instead of it would stop. And it was would have embossed lettering on it. <laughs> was basically, <laughs> and he was joking around with that so much. You have to look up that review because it's awesome. It's yeah. like he's he's basically, he has, uh, he, he put himself twice in the frame and they're, looking like they're they're uh he's talking to himself going down the speculate spec list of the camera and he's basically <laughs> they're both saying the same thing at the same time both have a cmos sensor <laughs> it's like it's so funny and then he's like oh embossed luxurious <laughs> <laughs> i just i just love that guy it's it's he, he like you're saying he has set, yeah. such a fun demeanor about him he kind of takes the seriousness out of it he kind of makes it fun again because obviously a lot of reviews or a lot of things about photography are very clinical very technical but just having that fun impulse it's the same with 
It's the same with Lintero. <laughs> yeah. he, also, he also has this really, you know, this really fun uh, yeah. demeanor about and him Bello and, and a lot of Bello. humor in his videos. Is Bella still here? No, Bella, not Bella. <laughs> Bella is here. Never <laughs> enough, awesome, he says. Man. I love Bella, bro. It's so he's a yes. fun guy, man. Shout out again that's what to, I like. to Bella. That's what I like about well. street photography is just having fun. That's the, that's the best thing about it to me. Yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't lose the track of that um because that's and also yeah. you know engaging with other people that do street photography is also one of the fun parts for me about it just um i made a video uh, about some things i learned as well uh on this youtube channel uh and it's it's um it's really for me um engaging with other people that also do street photography kind of takes the loneliness out of it right because it's a, it's a very lonely practice when you go out in the street you're all alone you're just taking photos you're in your own head you're kind of sad bastard <laughs> but you're, you're in your own head you capture you, you, the essence of yes the city. but you can't really yeah. bounce ideas off of other people while while you're on the street unless you're doing it with another guy uh and, and that's that's also fun just doing it with someone else but just also interacting with people sharing your photos to other people and getting their impressions of it getting their ideas about street photography because it's such a fluid kind of definition of it uh so I, for me that's also one of the fun parts about it and talking to people like you obviously uh, who are uh passionate about it i, I really love that thanks man um, thanks yeah 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 it's fun it's fun to have different people's perspective too um interesting to have people's perspective too about like um respecting other people's kind of uh personal space and things like that too as well mm -hmm. like when i'm out with with my club there's some people that are like man alex you're like super aggressive like you really um you're scary one guy's like yeah alex you're you're like really aggressive and scary and i'm like me aggressive really? and scary <laughs> and i'm like man am i and it kind of makes you think like am am i being am i going in too hard and that kind of helps you too because then you can kind of take a seat back and be like a am i being too aggressive and you just kind of like okay just kind of check yourself um you know, because I'm like, wow, this guy thinks I'm like uh, Tatsuo Suzuki, like going in, you know, right for I'm like, am I a Tatsuo Suzuki? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not a Tatsuo Suzuki. N no respect, no disrespect to Tatsuo Suzuki. Tatsuo Suzuki is an absolute legend. I love him. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, uh, and he does his thing uh, where he goes, you know, really close to people and gets in there really close. And, and I think that's, that's really cool that he can be that brave. Uh, so yeah, you know, I like, I like having people around kind of check me and, you know, put me in my place a little bit. If I, if I, uh, if I'm being too forward <laughs> and, uh, so, because so I do care about that stuff too, you know, like I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be an asshole, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that, that counts for everywhere, right? It's not only in Japan and Japan, there's just kind of different, different rules maybe. Uh, but everywhere, uh, I think there is, especially this this year or last year, uh, with the whole Tatsuo Suzuki thing, there's been a lot of talk about ethics and street photography as well, where you're just yeah. basically on the street taking or grabbing that photo for yourself. And obviously, it's mm. it's it's all about the uh, the intent that you have on the street that defines everything, right? If you because because people who 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 say that street photography is really a bad thing. Um, they they have to look at the intent of, of what they're trying to accomplish, right? It's it's yes, it's it's not it's not a. I mean, 
I don't know a single photographer that has a um uh, uh like a bad uh reason for for taking photos on the street. It's because they either like you said respect their city, they respect the people, they want to show them, they want to give them a stage, they want to make art that resonates with people that uh that that people can can look at and it's really powerful. I mean, these are not in my opinion bad reasons to be a street photographer, right? right? So so right, when right. is is there any point for you where you would say it's going from okay to to not okay? Where, where's that boundary for you? I I definitely um when when you're taking advantage of somebody and I I would define taking advantage of somebody as uh somebody is in a really negative social situation like uh where they're out in the public and and it's it's really it's hard like they're homeless uh homeless people um that that's a taboo i think for all street photographers right is like you, that's like kind of one of the unwritten rules right is like you don't shoot homeless people um unless unless they're mm, doing something that's interesting and unique i guess Mm-hmm. then i then i think it's okay right i think but you just don't want to capture somebody in a really bad place like yeah you know, i know what like you mean they're really hurting what, what, what if you what if you um yeah. it's it's again something about intent right um yeah if, if your only intent is to take a photo of that person while they're down and out just because you find it interesting that someone is down and out i think that's yeah. the wrong intent but if yeah. you there's there's this YouTube channel online. I forgot the name, unfortunately. Um, but it's 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 two. I think it's Danae and someone. Um, oh, and Andrew. Yeah, the YouTuber. Danae and Andrew. Yes, they're yes, they're yes, always yes. talking about uh, doing good with your camera. Oh yeah, yes. Right, yes, and I think yes. I think that's very powerful. Um, yes. Because if you it's see a great idea. It's yeah, exactly. Nice. And if you, if you see someone on the street who is down and out, hmm. I think your first priority should be, how is this person doing? Can I do? Think to yourself: Can I do anything for this person, right? And if you, yeah, by taking a photo of him, pay like put him in a spotlight and say, "Look, look at this issue. Look what's happening here." And oh, if yes. you actually talk to him afterwards, for example, you say, "Okay, look, I took this picture of you. How? Um, what do you think about that? And is there anything I can do for you?" To to. Even even giving him something to eat, maybe you know, just just if if you yeah. take his picture, just like t- talk to him. If, if if that's what you want to focus on, I'm not saying you should always you're you're obliged to focus on that. But if 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 that's something that resonates with you and interests you, I think you sh- yeah. your first priority should be how can I help this person by taking this picture of him. You know, if they're disadvantaged, you should you have the responsibility. I think in some way, if that interests you, to to help this person forward in in some way with with your camera right and i think yes, that yes, does yes. make it okay if you if you kind of put a story there or just anything that can that can that can help this person right yeah i that's absolutely 100% or 100% agree and um yeah i i think that also if you were to take a picture of somebody that's homeless and uh that's part of a greater project that you have a greater kind of body of work where you're covering the homelessness problem in like LA or something. And then you make that into like a book or something and that, that book raises awareness. Then I think that's a very legitimate and very uh, altruistic. Is that a yeah, altruistic, uh, you know, endeavor. 
it yeah. is yeah i mean I that's that's just that's doing good with that's doing good with your camera and and there's people like that yeah. everywhere obviously but they're kind of mm. they're not in society right they're they're so i think i think there's a lot of good that can be done with your camera and uh, i think that's also you know um it, it's kind of like a, a a personal um photojournalism thing that everyone can basically do right yes, anyone yes, can jump into yes. that anyone that has the time and and the investment to do that anyone can do that it's kind of it's photojournalism and you can also help people forward you can you can volunteer in uh to help like in a homeless uh, center or something you can you can do that and you can help them out and also in between talk to people and 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 take their portrait and, and share that and, and make that into a book make stories that's a way to make stories and it's it can start from a street photo you know like street photography can yes. open so many so many things because it has so much in common with photojournalism right and yes. i think i think that's something that I've, that i've been looking for to basically give meaning or give purpose to the photos that i'm taking because like you you said in the very beginning the first reason you set out to take photos was i want to take nice photos um mm. but there's so many more things that we could potentially right. do if if we have the time and all that to to do good with our camera and i think that's yeah it's it's yeah man you know what i mean <laughs> i've been kind of rambling yeah. sorry about that but no that's it's totally great i think uh on that note like uh have you seen uh of course what's happening in america right now the news recently oh man it's i think it's it's um i don't want to get too political obviously but it's it's um it, no, it please is, do. it is two, it is 200 <laughs> fucked from all yeah, sides possible absolutely. from every it angle is, it is really like from yeah, every angle uh, that you look at it it's completely fucked <laughs> like oh, uh, it's horrible I'm, man. I'm i'm uh born and halfway raised in la uh all, all southern california um i'm also from miami florida uh so i'm kind of a city boy um and you know i've grown up with all different kinds of races and and types of people uh i'm cuban-american i'm hispanic and everything um so You know, when I, whenever I, uh, you know, hear about like kind of like the injustices and the people that, you know, have, have been wronged by, uh, by, you know, what's happening with the, the police and the brutality, um, uh, I really, I really don't like it. You know, I really hate it. And being, being stuck out here in Japan and I can't go uh, cover that situation. I can't go be a photojournalist during those during those riots um it's disappointing to me because i want to be able to be there to to document what's going on and to be part of that um situation not not be violent you know and <laughs> break shit you no? know but what do you mean <laughs> no uh, i'm i'm angry about the situation and and that that poor man was killed just brutally just yeah. for no reason and and that is so angering to me and uh you know um to see my country uh in such a bad situation right now um just daily um uh, with that kind of stuff um yeah and being here in japan and i don't get to interact with other americans all the time the only thing that i have is social media the news on the internet and everything so it makes me like really aggravated to to see these news stories because i'm I'm in my own little bubble out here yeah. in Japan. 
yeah i know what you mean yeah i wish i could cover i wish i could be covering that stuff out there the, the problem that i often have more purpose to my photography sure the, the yeah. problem that i often have with with these kind of things is that um i'm, I'm always trying to look at all the sides possible in, in, oh. a, in a conflict mm. you know if i see something mm -hmm. you know happening um yeah and um how should i say this it's 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 always when when these kind of sensational stories pop up especially in news they're always yeah. from either side showing the most extreme perspective that they can and it's that is the, very the true. biggest yeah. headlines and the biggest thing and, and the because biggest they make money from doing that right exactly exactly they, they have an incentive the money in the end they have an incentive yeah, exactly. to do that so so it's right. always the most extreme opinions that's go to the mm -hmm. surface but i'm true. always missing so much information you know what was happening what i mean yeah um, it, it's it's so weird because because i've been i've been in uh um i was going to be a police officer at one point here in belgium oh really uh, yes but oh. i mean that didn't happen for reasons but um yeah that was the plan to, to do that because i have a lot of respect for for police forces just you know yes because and my cousin are, is a is a is a cop a, a police officer in miami and we always have little discussions back and back and forth about about uh, his job and things like that. So I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, but it, it, like I have a lot of respect for for them in the end. And and yeah. every time I see uh, people chanting things like uh, like fuck the police and stuff like that, I'm always mm -hmm. thinking like, whoa, what, like these people are or should be at least there to 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 make sure that you're safe. If they're not there, there's no boundaries and just the society breaks down. <laughs> like they're they're kind of Yeah, it doesn't help it doesn't help to, to say fuck the police. No, it's 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 not productive. It doesn't help to it's either yeah, it's absolutely unproductive. Um But I can yeah. I can sure I can I can believe that there is that there is a certain um like claim to say, okay, there is a lot of racism in certain police forces in, 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 in the US. Like I can, I can totally believe that it doesn't come out of nowhere, but there's always yeah. in every situation, there's so much nuance that just gets lost in, tra in, in the story because of the sensationalism. And it's, yes, it's very yes. hard for me to, to, to get totally out of my mind, angry about something when I don't even right. know 80 or 90% of the story, you know, and, and a lot of people get on the street because, because they, they hear something, uh, happening and obviously the video was horrifying like when i saw that it was yeah absolutely shocking um but then again yeah i don't know it's yeah let's 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 move on to another subject i guess but yeah, i mean no i totally know what you what you where you're coming from where you want to yeah um be, yeah, yeah. be in it I and kind of document I, it i empathize what's happening. yeah i i empathize i sympathize with people's anger right now and um I don't, I don't condone it. I don't approve of people, you know, being violent, breaking shit, you know, destroying your own community, you know, like that doesn't help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I empathize, you know, I sympathize with their anger and, um, being able to like capture this moment in history. It, I wish I could do that. I wish I could totally. be back home right now with my camera and just be, you know, the fly on the wall and, you know, and not have to make my own commentary vocally, but with my with my photos it'd be really cool if i could do that but japan is boring as fuck <laughs> we don't we don't get super like political riot riots going on around here people are too reserved fact, for that any protests are all like protected by the police 
and it's like okay you want to get angry and that's yell good. and stuff but we got the cops over here and uh, you guys are safe so yell all you want go for it you know and, and that's boring you know? <laughs> they don't really yell that loud and nobody even has cute. guns dude come on <laughs> yeah nobody has guns like, nobody's gonna get stabbed <laughs> Come on, well, Japan. Be more controversial. <laughs> be a little bit more dangerous. <laughs> Break some uh, shit. Come on. <laughs> Break some shit. Which would be so interesting. I don't, give, give me I the middle finger. Serious, Come on. Not condone violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's not condone violence. Only in some context. Uh, Bello's saying in the chat, it's very annoying how some content creators are so irresponsible, but some of them are uh, actually having a point. I guess some people want to provoke to make societies act. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry. Is this point, is this point that, um, that provoking people with being violent on the street is, no, I'm just, sorry, I guess, what, I guess, I guess what he's saying is that if you, if you, if you put it, if you have an extreme point, uh -huh. then you, you mobilize people and you get, you get something done. Oh, yeah, I think that's yeah, what that's he's true. trying to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Bella. that's true. Yeah, like if yeah, if you hold an extreme uh, opinion on the left or the right, you're always going to get a lot more people that are passionate, right? You get you get the the really vocal minority of people out there. Whereas yeah. the reality is, the majority of people are in the middle, and um, they they don't want to be you know, controversial and start shit and, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And we've, we've yeah. also seen that in the, in the protests on, uh, Lintero's, oh my God, Lintero's, <laughs> <laughs> on Lintero's latest video, um, about, uh, it was also, like was, subscribe. <laughs> follow me on Instagram, uh, about um, the, um, the protests in, 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 uh, in Hamburg going on. That was also, yeah. it also got almost like, pretty violent at some point uh it was a yeah, i think yeah. it was a really cool video to watch because they have some protests going on and they are documenting that they are uh you know they're in there they're 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 present they're the, the pictures that tarot is getting are amazing i think it's i think That's it's important. awesome and it's important That's as really well important. like you're saying yeah yeah very important fellow i love you man keep doing what you're doing getting out there stay safe take dope pictures take nice pictures and uh, yeah and you know what what you guys are doing out there is is really important for uh, for covering the situation it kind of feel I get the feeling too like in in those videos that the vlogs that they're not that there's not a whole lot of other photographers I get that sense and I might be wrong but yeah it's uh, true I, I didn't, that, I didn't see that many yeah I don't I don't see a whole lot but maybe they're just not included yeah, and it's it's also interesting that that because at the end of the video, uh, they they said that um, people were coming to them and were asking them, "Why are you taking pictures, dude?" Why? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't get it. Why, why are you even here? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, he, and they're like, what "Wait, the hell? <laughs> look at the situation. It's so interesting. It's 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 so wor yeah. It's so important to document this historic thing that people are going to yeah. look back on." You know, 2020 is just, just a cr such a crazy in, in year. Memories. And, and yeah, people exactly. were just like, why are you even taking pictures, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, 
Absolutely bizarre. Yes. Great video. If you haven't watched that video, go look at the Samuel L. Street Life YouTube channel and yeah. check out this Smash latest video. <laughs> Smash the stuff button. <laughs> Completely broken. Um, yeah. Man, that's... It's uh, good stuff. That's good stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, I had some had some questions uh, written down, uh, but um, hmm. first first I want to I want to ask you: um, uh, Is there any questions so far that I should have yes. asked but didn't? Uh, let's see. Oh, I got a stray hair going on here. It's annoying. <laughs> uh, okay. What about that straight uh, hair? What <laughs> straight stray hair? <laughs> stray. It's like. Poking up, man! Fucking <laughs> the shit out of me. On well, these things. the people on Spotify <laughs> won't, won't won't see that. So, no, no, it's yeah. it's not over, um, Bella. We're we're gonna we're going. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just an in between question that I want to ask. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, I I want to know. Let's see. Um, I want to I want to know about uh, about your background more and and what why did you okay you you said that you just liked gear and stuff like that, but Okay, what's your favorite genre of photography? My favorite genre? Wow, that's yeah. Do you what? What other, what other kind of photo? Uh, what other kind of photos do you shoot? What other kind of genres are you into right now? Um, well, because I'm trying to get into landscapes a little bit, and it seems like difficult and time consuming. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but right I'm wondering, now, do you do that? Yeah. Well, not really. I don't really shoot landscape. Well, only when I'm on vacation. Because uh -huh. here in Belgium, well, it's 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 flat. <laughs> it's completely. Oh. It's the flattest country ever. It's like Holland. It's it's so flat. Yeah. Um, well, oh. maybe there are some landscapes here that maybe I could shoot. I have no idea. I haven't really explored landscapes oh. in Belgium because Belgium is such a. It's, it's, but everybody says it about their own country, right? But it's such a boring place. <laughs> but Belgium, uh, everybody says that about their own country. But I mean, Belgium is. If, if you ever come to Belgium, you'll, you'll know it gets really boring. It's is it? It's, oh. oh yeah, it's it's highways uh, upon highways. It's uh, it's a lot of traffic jams. Uh, that's basically uh, the whole country, uh, and it's completely oh. flat. And there's uh, there's some cities. Well, there's streets, and that's why I do street photography because that's just the thing that I can do here because everything is built built on concrete <laughs> yeah, yeah everything is concrete, concrete and gray concrete. and uh, yeah. yeah i don't know um oh, but wow. in terms of other genres i've been exploring uh more studio um related stuff um i bought these mm -hmm. two strobes and um cool. i i'm doing some kind of i'm trying to do more clinical um set up shots because if you're in a studio it's 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 you're not even working with natural light you're 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 doing everything you're 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 basically shaping the light and doing it exactly and setting up it up exactly as you want and i think there's also a lot of value in that and and i'm, I'm kind of yeah, exploring yeah. that because it's it's just a complete opposite to street photography street photography right. is obviously completely random you're working with natural mm. light you're not bringing your own mm. well you can bring a flash on your camera i guess but i mean that's you're still mm. working with completely random variables everywhere mm. it's it's super yes. random it's and that's what i love about it as well but then again about uh the studio stuff that's what i like about it as well just having the possibility to completely shape my light in every way that i want yeah. and seeing those results ultimate control yeah exactly and that's just a completely different right. part of the spectrum but i i love it just as much if if i can if i can get something right um you know if it, just seeing a photo taken with a strobe 
with a softbox, I'm, I'm, my lighting right now is also a softbox. Just seeing that first photo that I've ever taken with the softbox, I have like this light in my eyes, this catch light, and and everything's <laughs> like perfectly sharp and like 50 mm. ISO. It's, there's no noise. Yeah. It looks perfect. <laughs> and it's like the most perfect Zoom in picture. 300%. You can see yeah. every hair follicle. I'm, I'm just looking and pixel beeping at that. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, cr it, it's such You're a like, completely different this realm. This lens is the sharpest lens in the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're like, oh my God. Why do other people... Why do you need expensive lenses? When yeah, you yeah. This, this, yeah, it's really, it's really crazy. I have a free actually. lens. I got a lens for free with my camera. I got the, yeah. the fifty millimeter f one point eight from Sony. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just the, the nifty fifty from Sony. Yeah, and it's an amazing yeah, yeah. lens. Only at one point eight, it it has a lot of chromatic aberration, and the focus motors mm. are really slow. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, not that slow. I mean. I've, I've 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 heard people talk about slow focusing motors like the thirty five millimeter one point four from from Fuji stuff like that. Yes. People have I've used that lens as well during uh, like the Fuji X convention here in Brussels. Summit. Yeah, there was okay, some kind of yeah. no. I haven't been to the summit in Japan, but here in Brussels there was kind of like a oh, Fuji right. event, and you could try out all the gear. Mm -hmm. And I tried out that lens. And I'm like, okay, it's not it's not super fast, but I mean it's totally. Yeah workable right if, if people talk about slow autofocus usually it's it's totally fine and also on the sony cameras obviously the the, the, the autofocus on that the the track and the eye tracking is just is just great uh so yeah, it's crazy so you know um with that free lens that i got i got with free with my camera it's only like 200 200 bucks if you buy it new yeah but yeah. i i mean if you stop it down to like f4 it's infinitely sharp it's it's like it's like g master sharp like <laughs> it's yeah, it is insane, sharp. but it's super, yeah, super in simple optic as well. But I mean, especially in studio, that's just super fun, man. Just shaping light, doing different kind of things. So I've been doing portraits, um, but there's one specific photographer that really influenced me a lot, um, or that I—that's that's a point where I want to get to. Um, yes. In terms of style, and that's uh, Stefan van Vleteren, who's a um, a Belgian photographer, um, and I, I'll show some some of his pictures on the stream. Yes. I think I think this this is definitely worth showing. Uh, Stefan is I've been to his exposition. Uh, let's see, boom. So this is his website. Mm. He's called Stefan van Vleten. I'm not sure if you can read that, but yes. All right. And uh, just this photo as well. This this photo at the top. This is this is his hand, and this is a cable release. What? <laughs> What's going on here? It's blowing yeah. my mind, man. He's in the water, and this is the cable of, of the cable uh, release of his camera. It's okay. He's not taking the actual photo. That he is of him, is he? Is he, he is. That's 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 his. Uh, that's that's a his long hand. Cable release. Yeah, he's using the cable yeah, release to take this picture. That's nuts. Insane photographer. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, and he has. Uh, he's been recently doing Corona walks, and he has this really awesome. Um, dark style that i really love yeah super moody Look yeah super moody and everything's blurry Whoa. and but it's yeah. cool it's cool it's so cool look at this that's uh, cool that's good like he has he's, he has a Man, very I distinct style i haven't nailed that like that perfect shutter speed uh where you get that where you get that just amount of blurriness yeah. that it's not a shitty photo it's actually yeah like a, one a fourth feeling, one fourth good. of a second or something yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. half a second, 
But I mean, he has a super moody style, but this is like his Corona walks. That's just what he's doing for, because he has nothing better to do right now. Um, but he has done yeah. like many things. Oh, cool. um, but his portraits. They're like paintings. Yeah. yeah. But his portraits, yeah. man, it's. His portraits are so good. <laughs> like, this is wow. Stromai. This is a Belgian uh, yeah. music artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, this is a Belgian actor. Yeah. Just his his style yeah. with that background as well it's it's just look at that man oh, this is amazing it's oh. love that love that you got the teardrop how do you even perfect spot interact with a person to get to this point mm. yeah yeah i wonder it's kind of uh it's a it's one image that it kind of tells a story yeah you're wondering why that, she one image yeah you're wondering at, I, why I love is she this crying? one oh that's great look at that lighting that's man amazing look sorry that's for fantastic. the people on spotify that can't watch but watch stefan <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll put it in the show description so you can check out yeah. his website uh but so do he, you want to do stuff like this do you want to kind of man, get in this kind of this this uh, photo this realm yeah one second this photo mm -hmm. is hugo klaus mm. Mm. and he he died he's a writer mm. um and he um he basically had this photo with his eyes open but he also had this photo with him uh, of his eyes closed. And when he died, there was a magazine called De Morgen in Belgium, which had just, just this photo on the cover. And then at the bottom, it said Hugo Klaus and then his birth year and his death year. Just this photo of him with Beautiful. his eyes closed like that to announce really his, cool. that he died. It's so tasteful. Mm. so amazing like he does this often with yeah. with people who he takes pictures of he asks them to close their eyes to kind of i think i want to know more about his process um i'm, uh, I'm sure you know this person yeah. as well is is she plays in game of thrones oh really have you seen game of thrones uh yeah but i haven't seen it in a long time so i don't remember yeah she's like the 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 blood woman or something um i i don't know her oh, name exactly remember. But I mean, yeah, yeah. he did a lot That's of, cool. uh, and he did fishermen as well. These are awesome too. These fishermen photos. Yeah. Just, these are That's such cool. distinct fishermen guys. <laughs> mm. So I could probably do, get some Japanese fishermen. Yeah. Do something really dynamic like that too, as well. Like I can, I can send you That's the link, really awesome. the link to his website. It's, it's all yeah. really worth checking out. He, he, he does stuff like this as well. This is a very candid. This is a very famous photo of him. Uh, it's, it's a street photo, <laughs> right? Nice. It's it's yeah, just a super random moment. Um, but he's basically he he's a he's a photojournalist. Uh, but he he does street photography as well, and and that's just a big inspiration for me in terms of street mm -hmm. photography. But also just for the portraits that he does. That's man. Those kind of portraits is is what I want to get. But there's in obviously in street photography it's super random you're 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 you know you're doing stuff but in the in the studio you have to find a point where it's yeah the red witch is what bello is it was saying oh uh, yeah that's that was the woman um, so i didn't i only got to season two ah uh, yeah okay so, i don't know if she was yeah. in there yet um but uh basically so the studio is is very clinical it's very structured mm. and mm. the the photos that he has, especially that woman with the teardrop, every photo that he has, it's it's not someone being like this. Yeah. 
it's it's not it's not that you know it's not it's not someone posing it's 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 them you know that you're seeing it's it's genuine it there's such a serenity about his photos and to how do you what i'm wondering is is i want to talk to him like how do you get to a point where where you you talk to this person you have this interaction with this person and they're in this mental state to get a picture like that that is mind-blowing to me how do you do that from from a clinical technical thing goes straight to a core of a person's being yeah i would i would imagine that it's easier to accomplish with an older person so i i would imagine the older you are the more life experiences you have to kind of um pluck at you know mm-hmm. from someone like um, tell me about your mother or your father you know siblings and things like that and you can yes. kind of find some tragic moments in their life and things like that if it's a young person i think that would be very difficult you know i don't know i and, think, uh, I think I everyone know. has i don't know the answer <laughs> no no but I, I don't either but i yeah. think everyone does have these things where you can kind of drag that out because he has yeah. the, it's funny that you mentioned that because he has photos of young people. <laughs> uh, really? Yes. Let me let me yeah. show you. Yeah. These guys. Oh yeah. Which are uh, these uh, boys that go to? Um, I guess it's like I'm not exactly sure what it is. I'm, I'm trying to flip my camera, by the way, in Bello, but it's not working. Boom. Okay, now it's working. <laughs> um, so here, here, the, these boys are. I think they go to some kind of like sea seamen school or something. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what yeah. what it is, but I mean, these are also yeah, like a like a junior um, kind of recruit, something like that. Yeah, club. Yeah, but these photos are also super nice. serene, and these yeah, are that, that's awesome. Very young people. So he has a way with people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this one's <laughs> obviously smiling, but it's so good. Like yeah, you can't even. That's great. That's great. So that yeah, awesome. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah, he's he's bringing their like the best out of people. I think it takes a lot of time. I, I wonder how long it, the process is for him to get to that point. How how many how many minutes? How many hours? <laughs> yeah, because get, he's he's often talking about it. That point. He, I, I watched a lot of his talks. And he he's also mm-hmm. did uh, photos at the film festival in Cannes, uh, in France. There's there's this yearly film festival, and here he talked about how he did he did a lot of famous actors. Like here's uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Shit. Joaquin Phoenix and Joaquin these are Phoenix all has crazy these are all looks. yeah these are all famous um, like actors at the film festival, and he only has like a couple yeah. couple minutes with mm-hmm. them. Spike Lee, like yeah, Spike Lee, exactly. So he only has like a a, ver- a fraction of time with these people because before they have to move on. So he has like a makeshift studio, and it's really wow, fast paced. So. And he still gets like he for, he yeah, talked right, about right. this photo specifically that he just asked him to do that to to put his finger like that, and and he did, and it was mm-hmm. boom, just so, like mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> such an amazing talent. So yeah. That's that's what I, I want to explore. If, if if he has the confidence in himself enough and the experience that he can just tell people just 
be angry and he just looks at them in the eyes and gives them like his his confidence and his kind of um his uh mood you know mm-hmm. yeah and maybe he maybe he's reproducing the mood for them too as well yeah um replicating that kind of mood that he wants out of the person yeah because um, it has to be from the then, moment that he comes in right yeah 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 so i think i think it, yeah, it comes probably with a lot of experience and stuff and um yeah i, I would say that um I mean, I'm I'm no like genius street portraiture guy, but uh, I would say that the, the more that I do my street portraits, the more confidence I have, and the more I can just approach anyone and say, "Hey, how's it going? Picture, do this, do that. Let's do it." And then I think, I think that you know, it comes with the experience. Absolutely, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But just with experience comes how you how you carry yourself, how your demeanor is, and I think how you are as a person also or how you act as a person totally will reflect into how they're acting like if you're if you're very serious they're going to be oh okay this is serious instead of like hey yeah, yeah you can you can go and, and make a joke and it's it's going to be a totally different photo like if you look at peter yeah. hurley's photos do you know peter hurley i don't uh yeah you should check him out it's 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 also a portrait photographer studio portraits uh he basically okay. does like uh corporate portraits he's basically a professional mm. portrait uh professional uh corporate portrait photo photo uh f- photographer <laughs> in uh in new yes. york in a <laughs> photograph no that's not it <laughs> what's that word <laughs> in, in new york in new york and uh yeah. he he has a very fun style as well peter hurley he also has a lot of uh-huh videos on youtube on f stoppers and stuff do you know f stoppers yeah so he has a lot of videos on there as well uh, and he did a course for them as well and that's totally like super fun he's totally all the all the time he's cracking jokes like he's saying like uh yes uh, raise your esophagus just a little bit and stuff like that as an instruction oh. and they're like <laughs> and then th- that just gets a laugh out of them and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and he's always always saying that the moment right after someone had a genuine laugh then their face is the most relaxed and the most genuine. So that's how you get good that's photos true. and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> Bello is why saying in the your, chat. Why didn't your left nostril? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, stuff like that. He's saying, what? yeah, <laughs> he's, he's saying stuff like that the whole time. Yeah. And it's super funny to watch. Yeah, yeah. Bella is saying yeah, in the yeah. chat, what's the word for someone who's, who takes photos? Photo taker. Yeah. Photo taker. <laughs> photo taker. That works. Photo man. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, I guess that was a really long answer to your question. But uh, I love I love portraits. I, I I do love portraits, but I I don't have the experience to to or even an idea of where I want to go. I love Stephen's uh, Stefan's photos, but I mean obviously I I don't want to copy him. Um, but yeah. I do love that atmosphere that he has in his photos, and that's something that I want to try to reach someday. Um, so. Uh, that's that's the two things that I'm doing right now: street and uh, studio stuff. Um, so that's so what super about you? inspirational that you, that you showed me that stuff. By the way, like I'm super inspired now to do something of that nature. That's really really cool. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, you're saying what about me? Yeah, I'll send uh, I'll, send, I'll send you the link. I sent you the link. Uh, and yeah, I was about to I was about to ask. Yeah, what about your you're also doing portraits and and stuff. Yeah. Uh, is that more of a um 
like there's obviously creativity there but is it more of a yeah. because you were saying it, it kind of earns me some money on the side uh, or is it yeah. something that you want to pursue further uh it is something that i want to pursue further i would say that to be honest that i think a lot of people out there they don't want to they don't like being an event photographer they just do it because you can make money doing events because you know you can do weddings and business events and things like that but i kind of like doing events because it feels in some ways like doing street photography in the event so i like doing events where people are having fun and being themselves and um being able to get a portrait of somebody in an event is kind of mixing the genres to me a little bit um it's not the most i guess it can it can it can be sometimes artistic if you know if you edit really nicely and uh you have a little bit more freedom um but yeah sometimes it's really stiff but uh when it comes to my portraits these days i would say i'm really just trying to uh practice more mastering with my strobe and uh, actually on tuesday i'm going to go out with uh with somebody and use my strobe and uh do some more flash photography out in the daytime because usually i'm using my strobe out at night um but i want to use my strobe out in the daytime and i want to kill the sun a little bit more and make something more dramatic and you know um work on work on my lighting skill a bit more um i don't think that i'm such a great portrait photographer so I really want to build up my skill a little bit more and find my style. Um it's really it's really difficult. Um I would say that I do like a clean portrait, as clean as I can get it. And I do want to um I do want to kind of just find my my style with portraits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's 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 also a challenge I think to combine natural light with artificial lines which is what, what you're gonna do um yeah and i'm, I'm actually gonna send you a video of a well it's two hours and 30 minutes <laughs> but it's it's all about that it's it's about using strobes i'll put it in the chat yeah. as well it's from uh it's from uh lovegrove i think it's mm -hmm. david lovegrove or something I'm, I'm not sure about his first name but this is a really good uh kind of it's a course basically it's a full course it's 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 11 years old but it still stands uh where he goes out with speed lights and basically combines natural light with uh with portraits on the street street portraiture so exactly what mm -hmm. you're going to do yes, yes, yes. so maybe that could be yes. uh like inspirational or informative for you uh i'm just gonna put that over there cool, uh, because it's it, it's it's fun i mean i have i've tried it only once uh to do um to take my flight my uh my speed light and put it on a on a mm. stand and and uh take photos of someone and it's it's uh yeah. it's really fun but you you definitely need experience in how the natural light balances out with your with your artificial light but it's it's super fun to experiment with so uh i'm excited to see those photos yeah man on on tuesday i'm taking somebody out she's not uh done a lot of modeling before so she's kind of a new kind of person who wants to do my just kind of practicing really more because I've lost uh, so much business uh, in doing my portraits uh, with the whole coronavirus and everything. So I kind of actually got to get out there and practice doing portraits again before I get paid clients. So yeah. yeah. And street, um, street portraits I might do, be a good like, one. 
because you can take more distance, yeah. right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I I do want to have a more pretty style portrait too, as well. Uh, and I do want to do maybe as well some harsh flash, you know, like direct harsh, and and try to make it you know look good. And I want to do that too as well. Yeah, it has its specific atmosphere, right? I I love that too. I yeah. love that gritty style, um, yeah. like like Tatsuo or um, yes, uh, Bruce Gilden stuff like that. I think those are amazing, yeah. incredible photos, incredible photos, and and obviously doing it candid is is different because Tatsuo does it candid, but he also does the same yes. thing with portraiture. Like he often has people. Yes that he portraits uh, often well, girls <laughs> yeah but, but also he uses that I know, same I have, I have flash uh, approach and i love that yeah man what were you gonna say sir yeah. oh i i have all three of his signs over here oh nice 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 yeah i don't yeah, i don't yeah, have those yeah. because you're in japan it's it's probably easier to, to, yeah, to get those. i think it's like 50 euros shipping, shipping for me <laughs> oh shit yeah <laughs> yeah i got him i got him straight from tokyo over to my place and like a week yeah, yeah there you go it's pretty awesome the perks of living in japan <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well yes yes um i have one other question that i always like to ask people and that is what's your favorite takeout food uh favorite takeout food <laughs> damn um let's see favorite takeout food I mean, okay, in Japan, I would say that the takeout food game here is not that strong. I don't think <laughs> that Japan does takeout food that well. They have like, they do bentos and things like that, but like, what, what bentos is that? are just okay to me. Like, What's a bento? Like, just like lunch, like a lunchbox with, it'll have like different foods, small amounts of foods, portions of foods within a box. And so you get kind of a full set meal um all together and that's like a typical kind of a takeout thing but i i i think i don't know um i i would say i not in japan i would say in america um if you're ever in la uh go to chinatown and you'll have the best chicken sandwich there in the world uh howlin rays uh chicken sandwich howlin rays um i think everybody in california knows it <laughs> um and they have literally three hour lines what? Uh, and i waited in the three hour line <laughs> and the first time i did that then i thought man as everybody is hyping it up like all my friends are like man just trust me trust me this is the best chicken sandwich in the world like you're gonna love it it's fantastic and like my friends were just like wait in the line three hours I'm like, god this is <laughs> just not, for a sandwich is, dude this is just a chicken sandwich come on guys <laughs> so i get the chicken i'm and i'm and i'm like we get to the front and i'm like should i get one or two should i get two of them five they're like no and they're like no because i'm waiting like three hours i'm like okay maybe i should get two chicken sandwiches yeah I'm waiting here for so long they're like no man just get the one are you crazy just get one chicken sandwich i didn't even know how it looks you know and um because they, they didn't want me to look at pictures and stuff. They're like, don't look at the pictures. It was like, don't spoil it. And, <laughs> don't spoil it. and I'm like, all right, one like medium, you know, like spicy chicken sandwich, right? I get it. Like the thing is huge, bro. <laughs> this, I'm not lying. It's like the size of my face. What? You were going like, to get two? 
yeah, they're, they're, they're like <laughs> laughing at me. I'm like, bro, I can't get two. Like, this is one is like uh, a crazy portion. And like the, the chicken is like, it's fried chicken. It's like sticking out of the bun. It's like so big, oh. you know, it's like, it's like, it's coming out of the shell and it's like, bro, so you got to eat like a lot of chicken before you can even get to like to the proper bun. sandwich <laughs> with, yeah, with the, the cold slaw and everything that's there. And it's like changed my life. This chicken sandwich is amazing. Go to Howlin' Ray's in Chinatown in LA. Okay. So change your life. It was worth it after the three, three hour wait. It was totally worth it. Okay. I had that chicken sandwich. <laughs> Two years ago, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago, I had it. No lie. I tell, I, I, I pretty much think about that chicken sandwich every single day. Every day. <laughs> every day of your almost life. Almost every day. If I, I, I can't eat another chicken sandwich and not think about that chicken sandwich. You're, you're, you're shooting a video. You're thinking, oh, that chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah, the Fuji. Yes, uh, 35. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not lying, man. I'm not lying. Okay. It's amazing. It's fant it's fantastic, and the fries are amazing, and um, the atmosphere inside the place is really cool. Um, the people are working really hard. Um, they're making so much money, and um, I think that that business is surviving the coronavirus. I think that I think they're doing okay. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah. So, um, so also the 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 culture in terms of of food is totally different in in Japan, right? Because you're saying like yeah. in, in LA, this portion is huge. Like if you were in Japan. Yeah, bro, huge. You, you're never going to get a chicken sandwich. You, you can't get that, face. right? I mean, because oh. also I, I've, I've watched a TV program here um, about uh, someone going to Japan. Uh, and they're saying that um, people in Japan, when they go to their office, they have to weigh themselves at the office. And the workplace gets fined. If some of their people are over, their work there are overweight. What? No, I, I've never heard of them before. Really? Interesting. Uh, yeah, I've seen I, it on TV. I've never heard of them. But there was a program, and they uh, literally at the office they had to weigh themselves every day, and the uh -huh. the, the 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 guy, oh, I mean the 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 the, the management of the workplace, Manager. if someone got a little bit too fat, they would start saying, "Yeah, you know, you have to kind of." You have to kind of be That's careful. You have to kind of adjust your your weight because otherwise the company gets uh, fined by the government. <laughs> But you've never heard of this? No shit. No, I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. Really? Apparently, I don't know if it's everywhere before, in Japan. It's totally believable. It's totally. Believable. Yeah. <laughs> There are some different like company policies. Restraint. And first, a lot of companies they do like a, a breathalyzer test too as well uh, for some people after lunch. Okay. Um, Yeah, even like public schools um, will do like breathalyzer tests in the school and stuff. I think they do that in America as well too. Um, but yeah. in, in oh, terms sorry, of health, yeah, just, I don't yeah. know. I didn't really have a question, but in terms of health, oh, okay. like the ideas in Japan seem to be completely different. It's like it's like night and day, right? Because it was basically a program where they were talking about okay, the healthiest place in the world versus the least healthy place in the world, or the least obesity or something like that. And then they for went sure, to Japan. Yeah. It's like the least obesity in the world in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and then they were looking for reasons for that. And they were saying, oh, yeah, this might be a reason. But the, also, I guess, yeah. just a general idea of food in Japan is, is way more healthy, right, the, in, in general. See, that's, not really. that's a thing that, um, that I think is changing. And oh. I think that, yeah, like the kind of the healthy food 
<clears throat> kind of reputation in Japan, I think is really rapidly changing uh, here. And a lot more fat, you see a lot more fat people these days. Uh, so I think that uh, the statistics on that are going to change pretty soon. Oh, and okay. I think that really in general, like Japanese people just have high metabolism. Right. Okay. And yeah, because I mean, like my wife, like for example, she has been the same weight, the same like body, like mm -hmm. basic structure, like since I met her, you know, and like, I've known her for 12 years now. Sure. And, and, uh, and she eats as much as, and like, I just keep getting fatter and fatter. And, you know, like, <laughs> What's got? What's going on with her? Japanese like, genes. She doesn't work out. She like she works in the office and all that stuff. So Japanese yeah. people just have good genes, bro. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like in in general. I mean, and but like, uh, there's places where you have fried chicken bowls, and it's just like eight karaage, what they call it, fried chicken like ball kind of things, like mm -hmm. little things, yeah. like chicken nuggets, but like huge and more delicious. Right. Um, and. Uh, yeah, just on top of a huge amount of rice that's also got curry and it's like mind blowing. And the people just like scarf it down. And I'm like, wow, like that's even more portion than a lot of places in America. So I think that uh, Japan is getting fatter. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, so, so yes. I was also wondering, I don't want to get too, too personal, obviously, but um, you mm. got your connection to Japan through your wife. Right, meeting your wife. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's yeah, Japanese, yeah. right? So yeah, my wife's Japanese. Yeah. How was that transition? Because I guess you moved from San Diego to Fukuoka, and I, I don't know. Did you know Japanese before, or how, how did that transition go? That it must have been a culture shock for you. Yes, yes, and no. So long story short, uh, this is my second stint in Japan, not my first. Okay. So. I actually lived in Japan for two years prior in Nagasaki. And that's where I, I went to school over there um, at on the American military base. Oh, I see. Okay. You were yes, in the military. Yes, because yes, my father was. Okay. Yes. Uh, I see. So, yeah, I was in college. I was uh, 20 years old, right, in San Diego at university over there in California. And I was this close to moving out. Like literally, I had a roommate, and like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move out, Dad. Fuck this place. I'm done with this. I'm getting out of here, and you know, and uh, I'm not gonna live at home anymore. And he's like, well, out and all that, but I'm getting orders soon, and I think I'm going to Japan. And um, and I was like, wow. Japan, okay. yeah, going to Japan. <laughs> so yeah, so I didn't move out. I moved along with him. I stayed with my parents, and I moved to Japan. My father was on 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 a, on a ship, and he was out to sea like a majority of the time. And I was there on the military base, continuing my college courses on the base. And then I met my wife, and her English proficiency was good enough on the military uh, to get onto the military base and take. Uh, college courses onto the on-base small college that's yeah. there. And okay. you can get college credits that can transfer to, you know, a Western university or an American university. And so that was kind of her plan is that she would go abroad to complete her degree. 
Um, and so, and her English was already really great. So, uh, so then I met her on, uh, on a speech class and, um, and then we dated, we got married after a couple of years. I proposed and we got married. I brought her back to America. We lived in America for five years. I Americanized her a little bit, but we decided that we're going to raise and have a, a baby, have a kid in Japan. And so when it came time to finally say like, okay, yeah, we're going to have our baby have a kid. Then we moved back to Japan. Okay. Yeah. And I promised her father that I would. So I was completing my promise to my father-in-law that sure. I would move back to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Sorry, you kinda, that was a long. No, no, no worries. No worries. So you, you kind of learned your Japanese and stuff like at the military base as well, I guess, just being in Japan. Yeah, I, I took, I took a college course in, in California for like a, okay. a semester and then, and then I moved over. So I really didn't know so much Japanese. And then I was in Japan, you know, the first time and I learned a bit and, um, yeah, but, and I still didn't know a whole lot of Japanese. I know like street, street smart Japanese, you know, and, uh, but you know, then I moved, back here and then that's when i really started to get serious about okay i really have to learn japanese because i'm gonna <laughs> have a son here and i have to like handle my shit and be an adult yeah. you know and and, so, and all uh, the paperwork and, and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah man i still <laughs> all the kanji, kanji on it <laughs> yeah man like I, i'm still i'm i'm still not a good studier um i'm not a good student i i should know about 2000 kanji but i only know about like maybe three four hundred Maybe a little bit more than that, but still not enough. Not enough ja uh, Japanese knowledge. Because a lot of kanji also come from Chinese, right? They're like Chinese yeah. symbols. Yeah. Yeah, you have your Chinese reading, and then you have your, your actual Japanese uh, native reading. Or... Uh, actually, no, that, that's, even, that's even separate. Oh. That's katagana, and then there's hiragana. And yeah, hiragana, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Man, so you have, you have to learn one, so many alphabets. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. So you kind of, you really get discouraged with learning Japanese uh, right away. And I, I kind of like the, the best tip that I have for anybody that's learning Japanese is to actually do the hard stuff first, just jump in full on to kanji. Like don't even, don't even mess around for years. Um, learning. Like hiragana. Um, like, no, of course, hiragana, learn hiragana, learn katagana, learn kanji. I would okay. say learn writing and reading first. And don't be like me where I learn speaking and listening first. Because speaking and listening, I think, I, it personally, I think that speaking Japanese is not that hard. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that difficult to actually produce the sounds. And because they actually have, um, in, in my opinion, they have less sounds. Yeah, um, ma, English. wa, shi, chi, yeah, stuff like that. It's yeah, the, 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 the syllables, syllables are not that complicated. Yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly. Kawasaki. Like, that's yeah, not yeah, hard yeah. to Kawa. say. Kawasaki, right? Or like yeah. Honda. Like, that's not hard. Yeah. So don't even, don't even focus on like, oh man, I have to have the most perfect pronunciation right away. <laughs> and I have to know what this person's saying right away. Like, that that stuff will come in time and that that stuff is the easiest to me that that you don't even study that like that'll just happen you know like i bullshit my way through life and that just that just happens right <laughs> what? It's just like I'm like everybody you, my life i did I, I bullshit my way through this country <laughs> you know like uh, 
reading and writing is the serious shit. Jump right into it. Don't fuck around and just just do it, man. Yeah, just do it. All righty, yo. I think uh, we will wrap it up in a little bit. Cool. Um, did you have any other things that you were like, I want to, we can't miss out on this. Um, like, and subscribe Alex on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Any shout outs? <laughs> Smash that thumbs down button twice. If you really hated my videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but any, any shout outs you can, you can plug all your stuff. That you uh, want. plug people uh please please uh follow uh fukuoka uh street photography collective uh fukuoka dot spc uh f-u-k-u-o-k-a dot spc uh please follow us our group we're trying to grow and become more relevant in the scene in japan because a lot of you know the street photography scene is centered around tokyo um and then like second would be Osaka and like third would be like Kyoto or areas surrounding Tokyo. Uh, but Fukuoka is like the fastest growing city in Japan. And, you know, in terms of economy, in terms of like uh, population growth per capita and things like that, uh, even like foreigner population is growing too as well. So it's, it's my mission right now to grow Fukuoka in Japan in the scene in Japan and then greater, you know, worldwide and things like that. Like, I just want just to put Fukuoka more on the map because, uh, then I have more street photographers to talk to and people to collaborate with and share ideas with and not feel absolutely. like a sad bastard on the street by myself. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's only one thing for me to do left, which is thank you very much for attending and for being here uh and uh for yeah being a guest at, at me starting out this podcast <laughs> it's it's quite yeah, a challenge man. but it's it's super fun so far i'm learning a ton and uh yeah. i loved uh talking to you man yeah me too i love talking to you and i i am too as well so please keep it up and sure uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i would i would not mind to be on another podcast and again when you run out of all of your real winners out there. No, really no, cool worries. no, 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 no worries, no worries, no worries, no worries. <laughs> you can come back to come back to this guy. Definitely, I would, I would, anytime. I would love to join to to uh, have you on again, man, in the near future. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, anytime, anytime. Thank you for being an Alex Bella says exactly. Yeah, that's that's the main reason. I mean, I need th three Alexes, thanks, right? Thanks, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. No way, no way. <laughs> no way. Thanks, man. Okay. thanks, Bella. Thanks, other people. Too, yes. As well. Thanks, 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 everybody, for being here live in the chat. Thanks for listening on Spotify. Uh, it should be on Apple Podcasts soon, but Apple is really slow with approving it. It's been like two weeks. Yes, they are. And they haven't approved it yet. So Apple Podcasts yeah. is coming in the near future, hopefully. So far, Spotify uh, is probably the main platform. Also, YouTube. This VOD is going to be on YouTube. You can rewatch the VOD on Twitch as well if you want. That's it. That's where you can check out all the episodes so thank you very much for your time and we will see you next time see you again